Some of us were eager to visit El Molo Island near the eastern shore and just north of our campsite. We drove as close as possible and then examined this life raft before deciding in favor of a small dinghy to carry us over to the island village you see in the background. The logs crudely bound together on shore are the rafts used by the primitive El Molo tribe which was nearly extinct before the missionaries came to teach them about the nourishment of the body as well as of the soul. Steeped in primitive superstitions, a native feels that if someone has a picture of him, that person owns his spirit and can watch his every move. So our guide must negotiate in Swahili with the chief in the red banded hat to assure him we mean no harm. The children are the first to make friends, and gradually the camaraderie spreads. The women stay close to their hemisphere huts made of mud and straw, and we wonder how mother or infant can survive the birth experience in such squalid surroundings, or what gives meaning to their lives on these rocky, isolated shores. The only hostility we sense is in the young mothers, and we learn later that these El Molos have been warned by a Turkana witch doctor that the white man will bring great evil and that before they leave the mother's milk will dry up and an El Molo baby will die. <laughs> The amazing resourcefulness of the human mind and the joy derived from simple pleasures are evident as we hear the Elmolos sing and play their rudimentary flute.
Then we watch them play an intricate game using nothing but a crude board with 24 hollowed out areas in it and a number of small stones. Our battery operated tape recorder proved to be a real icebreaker. Children and adults alike were fascinated with the sounds of their own voices coming from the tiny box. This girl dashed into her hut to don her beads before she would pose for a picture. Thanks to the excellent manual and facial communication skills of a Mexican woman in our group, by the time we leave, the children are clustered around, eager to see pictures of our children, repeating their names after us, and telling us theirs in return, grinning broadly or giggling as we try to repeat them. <laughs> Some even follow us into the water and wave a wistful goodbye as they turn back to their unchanged and unchanging village home on this island of volcanic ash in a lake occupied by thousands of man-eating crocodiles. We are told by the guide that their diet of goat's milk and goat's blood, recently augmented by fish which they never knew could be eaten, causes an eye deterioration. So we took up a collection and gave it to the priest at the mission to get medication for them, which he happily promised to do.
About 30 seconds. Watch for shadow bands. They should be coming now. Here comes the shadow. Wow. Here it comes. Oh, diamond ring. Look at that diamond ring. 
There she is. There she is. Look, 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 look. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, we saw it, Fred. Beautiful. Oh, look at the prominences. Beautiful, all of us. Anybody with binoculars, look at the prominences. Yeah. God, I don't believe you see any stars. Yeah. They're absolutely fantastic. Prominences at 7 o'clock, prominences at 10.30. Absolutely beautiful. Look with binoculars. Beautiful, beautiful. 10.35, Dr. Hess. Yep. Right. Look at, look at the horizon. Oh, that's the horizon. Look at the red. Oh, my God. Look at the silhouette against the sky. Take a picture. Take a look. Look at those streaks through that corona. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's a sight. Isn't that something? Look at that. The prominences are utterly exciting. Those prominences are rising up 100,000 miles from the sun.
cannon. When I'm speaking about the cannon, I mean only the tube, because the carriage and the balls were cast much later. So the cannon, the Zag cannon, was cast uh, in the middle of the 16th century by Moscow master Ivan Chokov. Uh, for that time, it was the world's largest caliber gun. It was put uh, from the side of Red Square to protect the Kremlin, and we often call it uh, the first psychological weapon of the time, because it was never fired. And even more, when later on in this century, the scientists uh, investigated the capacities of the cannon, uh, they came to the conclusion that it was impossible to fire it, because they would have to put so much powder in it, that it would just uh, blow up. So it was just used for uh, psychological protection. Yes. And later on, in the middle of the uh, 19th century, the carriage and the bulls were cast, and it was put here just as a monument to the art of old masters. And even just to prove that it is only a decoration, if you look attentively, the bulls, the diameter of the bulls, is much larger than the caliber of the gun. So it's only for impression.
Well, we are very happy to have seen you here at this old church. And uh, we would like to sing you a song now before you are leaving this place. We just want to tell you that we are invited here by the minister of this church because he, it's so much on his heart that uh, this old church shouldn't just be a museum but a living church. So he wants us to um, welcome the tourists with a song or with, the, with those uh, pamphlets which we have also given to you. And now we want to sing a song which is one of our favorite songs. Who makes us happy? Jesus and you. Makes us happy, Jesus as you. Therefore, my heart rejoices in you. Jesus, our joy, he pleaded now. Jesus, my wellspring of joy, heaven you. Heaven's great joy to us comes through you. Jesus, our joy, he pleaded now. Jesus, my joy, spring flowing to my heart, bringing me joy, makes all happy part. Jesus, oh joy, eternal. Before you are going on, uh, on your trip, you know, the Norwegian roads may be very narrow and a bit steep now and then. You need protection, don't you, on your way. And we want to sing a verse of protection to do a prayer to the Lord that he will protect you on your way. Father, now, Father, protect them. That's the word. Father, protect them. Father, 